coffee's really sweet. Sweet coffee. I like my coffee like I like my women. Sweet. I meant I like my coffee like I like my watermelon. Sweet. With seeds in it. With seeds in it. And orange. Anyway, orange. Orange, orange watermelons are good. Oh, yeah. That's right. Hi, and welcome to It's Going to Get Stupid, your favorite pop culture podcast. I'm Jose. I'm Rick. And we're going to be your host today. We're always your host every week, but today especially. Especially today. Especially today. Um, so today we're going to talk about faith-based movies. Yes. Because me and Rick are both Christians. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of these movies that have come out starting in 2006 and for the last, what, 12 years? And Jose and I are not generally are generally I'm not, not fan. fans. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I mean, I've watched a fair amount of them, um, and and I'm not talking about like any movie that has anything to do with the Jesus Christ story or the biblical stories because some of those are kind of cool. I, what I'm talking about are the sappy ones yes. that come we're, out. We're not talking about Passion of the Christ, but we are going to. But not, I mean, that's not that's that, not what we're talking about. That's not in this category. Yeah, we're talking about like War Room and. Heaven is for real, and you know, there's probably like some poppy kind of Christian song in the background. It's actually probably based off of one of those songs, and there's a band involved. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, so if we offend you because you like these movies, that's cool. You can like these movies, but we talk about a lot of movies. So you know, this is not to upset anybody, but if we do, that's even better. Write us, tell us about it. You can reach us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com or on Twitter at IGTGS show. Join the conversation on Facebook, facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. Instagram your facial reactions while you're listening to the show at it's going to get stupid. Or just go to a plain old dumb website, www.itsgoingtogetstupid.com. Just two W's? Did I, I did www, yeah. did I? No, you did www. <laughs> don't even do another W because <laughs> you don't need it. I'm trying out voices today. Okay, anyway, so. Um, Rick, I, I have, uh, we talked before a little bit about this, but, yeah. um, the one that, that really comes to mind is the one that we watched together yes. for a Bible study group yes. and it was fireproof. Yes, it was. Starring good old Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron. left behind himself. <laughs> growing pains. <laughs> no, but he was in left behind yeah, the movie. Yeah. He was also in growing pains. Yes. I know. Uh, Alex Keat. No, no, that's, that's, no. that's a different show. I forget actually. what his name was. Growing pains. Gro- growing He's Greg Payne. Is that what? He's <laughs> growing pains. What if First somebody's name growing seen, last name anyway, pains? So, <laughs> so anyway, the point is, so this fireproof, it's a Bible study that you take about, you know, rekindling your marriage. So we were doing their marriage thing. And so they had, a, it, it was a part of a curriculum and we watched the movie. Yes. And I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be, you know, it's got Kirk Cameron. It's going to be a little cheesy, but I'm cool. I was not prepared for the realness of the terribleness of this film. Like, I really was not, like, I legit thought, okay, it's not going to be great because, you know, it's Kirk Cameron's in it, honestly. Like, that's yeah, my first I mean, thought. he's not like an A-list actor and, or anything. And it's a Christian film, and I'm like, hey, okay, those are, you know, kind of silly. But it was just, t- like, terrible. Yeah. And, so, no, go ahead. No, so much so that I didn't get anything out of the movie. Like, I didn't get anything. Like, I didn't, I was too busy, like, in my head making fun of the film that I didn't, pay attention to what was actually going on and i learned nothing <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think the hard part is so there's a couple of reasons why these these types of movies are a little frustrating one 
the production quality is usually really low. Yeah. Like the budgets are usually really low and there's not a lot of funding on it. So, so I think the highest budget movie I saw on this list of the movies I was looking at was like $7 million. Yeah. Which is like that's like the in- salary for somebody in another movie. And that's like indie film oh, budgets. Yeah. Right? In, in, but indie film, anyway. Yes. <laughs> Secondly, um, the there's not a lot of story or script development. Um, usually, which goes like if you if you have bad production quality but a great story, like you you can make up a lot. Or if you have great production quality and a bad story, like I, I there are regular mainstream movies that I've walked out of and be like, not so great. Cinematography was fantastic. Yeah, right. You can make it up in one or the other. But when you have both, <laughs> it's very hard for someone. So. I have a design background. I've been, you know, I do artwork, you know, for a hobby, things like that. It's hard for me to detach what I'm seeing visually and the story, like the the dialogue, the quality of the dialogue, while I'm watching something, trying to get something out of it. Like, it, it's a distraction. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting that you mentioned that, too, because I mean, we talk about movies in general with this, but also, like, I'm a, I'm a writer, you know, hobby-ish, not like a published writer or anything, but I like to write. I really pay attention to dialogue and story and yeah. it's very important to me. Yeah. Like even if something has really cool visuals, I can appreciate the visuals and not like the movie, but if the story is not good at all, I do. And that's what, that's my main problem with these movies is that the act, the dialogue given is not, it's so stilted and weird. And, and also like, so fireproof, for example, it is about a guy who uh, I guess he has a, he's a, por- a pornography addiction. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, his marriage kind of, he's arguing with his wife a lot and he's trying to, you know, he's, he's like almost giving up in a divorce. It didn't seem real to me. I didn't even believe that he had, like, it didn't even seem like one didn't seem like they were married. Yeah. So I didn't care if they were good. I was like, well, you should get divorced anyway. Doesn't like the movie married. didn't set up any sort of real relationship between them. Correct. From any point. Right. There, there was no, there was no, like these people have been married. It wasn't real yeah. to me. And then his addiction also wasn't real to me because it just didn't seem, it just seemed like. Just so out of way, it's like almost if it was an instructional video for like how not to sexually harass your coworkers. Yes. That's really the level of quality yeah. that I got from this movie. <laughs> yeah, and I want to be clear: we're not criticizing these movies because we don't think that some people can get something out of them. They absolutely can. We're 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 vocalizing our opinions on something that we've watched, we've visually seen, and how I honestly I think we they could be done better. Yeah, and it, so so you know specifically, fireproof was more of like a movie that went along with this um, love study. dare Bible study thing, right? So that's you know you can kind of get away with something not being that good, um, but then you look and then a lot of these are just Bible study ones. Um, but I want to turn to uh, Have you seen God's Not Dead? I have not. Okay, I've seen so, trailers for it. So God's Not Dead. So basically, the this is this is one of the bigger, more recent, like 2014 yeah. uh, mainstream films. Mainstream. I put that in quotes. Mainstream got uh, a lot of buzz in the yeah. In the, oh, it was like hardcore. It, it, it had a two million dollar budget. It had Hercules in it. Kevin Sorbo. Hmm. Um, and so basically, this student who's a you know a Christian guy enrolls in this philosophy class taught by Hercules. And he makes uh, he makes them sign a declaration that God is dead in order to pass. And he the student refuses to. He says, "I'm not going to do it." So basically, he um, makes he makes him have an argument. Basically, makes him come up with an argument and debate it. Right? 
anyway, it's an interesting thought. It's an interesting theory. I mean, interesting like premise for a movie, whatever. But the acting again in the the long like soliloquies or the long um, what do you call it monologues like monologues that they were giving and talking about it to deliver this message, this Christian message, right? Because that's the problem. Is there's always like an agenda with these films where they're trying to hit you with the gospel or this presentation, which I understand that part of it, but it's so like forced that I don't. It, it's me and Rick were talking. About, it's like those old Christian rap videos, like Baby's Got Bible, where they're really trying to integrate in culture so hardcore, but they're forcing it into it and not in a natural way. Or the Christian side hug. Did you, Did you ever see Christian, that one? No. Is that the, yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> Good old Christian side <laughs> Christian hug. Christian side hug. So, but you know what I'm talking about? It's like, it doesn't, it, it's, it's not natural, right? They could have done it in a natural way and brought up a good point and made people you know, understand their point of view from it, but it just, it really does not, it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, this, this this is the, the, a symptom of anything that's really has uh, a message that they're trying to push. You can call it agenda. You can call it whatever you want, but if there, if you're creating a, a body of work and the sole focus is this one singular agenda, sometimes that can, that can consume the body of work. And often these movies get consumed by it and, they kind of lose track of everything else. And so instead of like having a decent production quality, instead of spending time on the script, it gets so focused on just pushing this one point that it becomes okay or becomes good enough because it's pushing a point that we all, that we as a community agree with. And like in this movie, there were like all these other timelines of things happening. Like there's basically these stories were interested, were, you know, single stories and they all intersected at the end in kind of a way at a Newsboys concert. That's the problem right there. It, yes, you see. In <laughs> in most mainstream movies, will do this in a way that makes like it's interesting and it, oh wow they came together and that's cool. But they just came together at a Newsboys concert and there's some like intermingling of the stories a little bit. But it's not interesting. It's just not interesting and it just seems like they're trying to make it it uh, so unrealistic and. It's not a. I, I, what I have a problem with is sometimes I feel like it's not a real picture of faith. Yeah, like what life is truly like, and it's sometimes the the heroes are so righteous that you couldn't possibly disagree. You can't, with them. Yeah, you can't be that per. You can't be that person, and they don't have. I didn't feel like they have real flaws. So the um the war room was another one where. I like the movie. I like the idea behind it. Basically, like, set up a prayer room in, you know, in your closet and really, like, pray in your warrior prayer war. I loved all that. The acting was kind of, eh, you know, whatever. And it was... It, war Room was one of the better ones, though. Yeah. I, heard, I heard it was decent. But the lady that was, like, she was learning from was, like, beyond reproach. Like, I was just like, okay, she's, like, perfect. Like, she's Jesus, almost. I'm like, okay, yeah. she's Jesus. Cool. Yeah. So it really never... It's, just, it's, not, it's not enough, like... Humanity, in there. yeah, huma- like humanity in there, and you, if you don't relate to that person, it's really hard to see. Which is why they humanize a lot of superheroes at times, or else you're not going to relate to that person. And you see that a lot in the DC. And this is a problem DC that I have. Universe, <laughs> DC. <laughs> what you doing, DC? <laughs> what you doing, DC? I bet that's the first time DC has been brought up in uh, the same conversation as Christian movies. Probably. Um. This is my and this is my problem with any type of movie 
whether it's a kid's movie, a superhero movie, or especially movies that are made with like 3D in mind, when there's a certain technology put behind it, you see parts of the movie that are pandering just to the people that wanted to see that, right? Like kids' movies. There are so many, like um, Ferdinand. Fer- Ferdinand oh, it's a terrible is film. such a bad film, yes, but has so many parts in it that are pandering to children for like little stupid dance scenes and things like yeah. that. That, of course, the kids are going to love it, but you're basically letting them watch garbage on the screen. And, 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 and I feel like sometimes these movies are made with, with knowing that the Christian community is going to latch onto them regardless of how good or bad it is. Exactly, because they wanted to succeed. Right. Yeah. You see this a lot with like <clears throat> African American films too, yeah. where it's just so over the top exploitive that they're going to go see it to support it. Right. But it doesn't really give sometimes value. Like Soul Plane. This is one example. Anyway, it doesn't ever <laughs> give any value to right. the community that it's supposed to be serving. And you think about Ferdinand, well, Coco did not pander to kids. No. It did. It was. My kids love that movie because yeah. it had music in it still, but it was a, like a legit just film. And yeah. I think it's what films need to be made and just make in it, you know, hey, this is an art for, form. You can do what you want with it. But obviously with these films, they have an agenda and it's a specific agenda. I, I would just say that I feel like you're going to reach a much bigger audience. You're going to get more, more, a, a bigger reach, a bigger circle to actually view these movies outside of the Christian community. If you spend more time on how it's presented. Like on the script, on the production quality. I mean, look at Passion of the Christ. I was about to say, like Passion of the look Christ. At Passion of the Christ. There is a ton of people who wouldn't necessarily consider themselves Christians that went and saw that movie oh, yeah. because it, it it had a big name behind it. Mm-hmm. It was done really well. It was it was publicized. It, it was you know there was a, a lot of like media behind it because there was there was something to put it behind, right? Yeah. And that movie is fantastic. I mean, it's. I love. That. I mean, I mean, it's I, a great movie. I, I, say I love it's it. Hard it's to hard watch. to watch. Yeah. It's very hard to watch because it's really graphic and it's very, uh, very emotional. But it's done really, really well. It is done really well, and it doesn't because it doesn't pull punches and it doesn't skirt the issue and it talks about what happened and why he died and it's just good. And I, I feel like even though you know Jesus is the Son of God, he was human and he showed it showed in the acting so i 100%. could relate to it to a to a point you know and i really felt it um it that's just a, that's just a very well put together like film when jim caviezel was being hit with like the whips and things like that you you could really see the emotion of him being yeah being hurt right which, he, he wasn't which, being hit which, like ah which you know, you know when you read i mean i know we're getting to like the passion of christ here but when you read the scriptures and you read the story of jesus you don't get that necessarily right you, right. you know it's obviously he was beaten. you don't know how brutal it was yeah you, and you don't see his face yeah. like this it's not like it didn't hurt him it's not like he didn't feel any of this right he felt every whip he felt every punch he felt everything and you see it in that and that's why it's so emotional yeah um and that was just a well done film and i mean if you haven't had a chance to see the passion of christ I would watch it. Another good one is actually the Nativity Story. Yep, um, that was in 2006, and it's the story of Mary um, traveling with Joseph to Bethlehem and having Jesus, and you know Herod trying to to find them. I mean, it's just a well done film. It was about the Christian narrative. Now, both of the, I mean, yeah, is about it's a Christian narrative story, right? You know, it's yep. about Jesus. Um, but those are different than still different than these other films, right? Another one that came out was The Shack. So, 
Have you? <laughs> this is like a big. Also a book. It was a book, and it was like a big deal. I don't know, a couple of years ago, where everybody's like, "You got to read the Shack. You got to read this book." I read the book. It's a it's a work of fiction. It's interesting, you know, but it kind of made it seem like it was not a work of fiction. Made it seem like it was real. Um, and then the movie had a lot of big stars, like Viola Davis was not Viola Davis. Yeah, was yeah. it Viola Davis? No. no. Um, I can't remember her name. I'll look it up. I'm looking at it right now. Anyway, it had uh, the lady. She was in The Help. Does that help you guys? Are you rec- You probably already know who it is. And you're like, it was this person, you dummy. Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Um, I was going to say Olivia Spencer. And Tim McGraw was also in it. Um, Sam Worthington, Radha Mitchell. Like it had a lot of B actors, right? <laughs> now, not A actors. I mean, not A list, you know, but but pretty well known actors. Yeah, honestly. Um, and the movie was interesting, but it still suffered from the same kind of flaws that some of these other movies. Even though this had a big budget and everything, um, it's still kind of the same thing. I don't know. It's just weird. I, I it, it reminds me of like video game movies. Like they never make a good video right. game movie. They don't. And I may maybe this is not the proper media. Well, I mean, I, I like that they keep doing it. I want them to keep trying and figuring it out. And but I want them to be better. I just want them to get better. Yeah. Because, like I said, I think you can reach. Like you said, I think you can reach more people by upping the production and being realistic with what is being portrayed on the screen. I mean, you have two hours tops, right, to grab someone's attention. Ninety minutes, two hours. You got to get people in the seats in order to to continue making these movies, but. Widen, widen the spectrum of you know of audience that you're trying to bring into this movie. Don't just bring it to one particular group because honestly, the only I mean, yeah, I, it's hard for me to say I'm ever going to go and watch these movies as a church going Christian who is very active in my church community who you know lives you know that that lifestyle. This is the one aspect outside of Christian music that I can't really get into. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I'll keep watching them though because they're pretty interesting. Um, but like I said, a lot of them are based upon songs, and they have like an <laughs> artist in there, and they're like, I can only imagine, which is a great song, but I don't want to see that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's, I mean, there's, I, I, I do want to see Case for Christ because that seems interesting. The book is really interesting. Um, but other than that, I just it's don't. Lee Strobel? Yeah, Lee Strobel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do want to also talk about another genre of, of I w- I don't want to say Christian films necessarily, but but they are right. They're based biblical films, biblical films. I'll call yeah. them. And uh, two that come to mind are Noah in <laughs> Exodus, Gods and Kings, because this is a totally different. This is a this different is the other spe- the other side of the spectrum. Yes, because you, well, on one hand you have like courageous and uh, prayer war room and all this yeah. other stuff on this one side, and then you have Exodus, Gods and Kings, and Noah done by non-Christian directors yeah. trying to replicate a biblical story, but like put their own spin on it. Yeah. And it never ends well for me. Now, would you have enjoyed Noah, who was that, which was done by Darren Aronofsky, if it just wasn't called Noah? Nope. I didn't like the movie at all. Like I at all? I mean, I didn't really like the movie. It was, bo- was kind of boring, right? Yeah. And um, if it would have just been a flood you know they're on an arc yeah. kind of movie and there's some kind of interesting stuff i probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more yeah because i wasn't like this is not noah this doesn't make any sense why is this happening this wasn't in the you know yeah. it, it, just like a movie that's uh 
translate it from a book, you you take things out and you put things in, and sometimes it doesn't Creative make any license. sense. But X is Gods and Kings. That's real. Dude. Have you seen that movie? No. Oh, I man. saw the trailer for it. It is like brutally creative yeah. license. And I was like, I want to see it because I like the story of Moses. Sounds interesting. But it was not. It was just, it was boring. Yeah. And it was, it, like biblical stories to me are exciting. Yeah. Especially Old Testament. So. Yeah. There's really exciting. And, I, and I've always wanted to see a really good movie based upon the Old Testament. Because there's a lot of really cool stories, and I, I will modern movie. I I will say there are two movies I've never seen that are based upon the Old Testament. One is Ben Hur. Yes, it's fantastic. And one is Ten Commandments. Both. Really I also great. have never seen the greatest story ever told. I should probably also, watch these movies. All three of those. All those are really are, good? are really good. Okay. And this, the, I was thinking about this as we were talking about the movies earlier. Those movies for the time had outstanding production quality. I mean, outstanding production quality. And I know people who aren't in the Christian community that have seen at least two of those movies, at least been her probably 10 commandments, probably not the greatest story ever told because I feel like that is a very much specific, specific, right. But especially Ben, her, so many people have seen Ben, her, Mm. Ben, her, I mean, we're a pop culture podcast, Ben, her has, there's a lot of pop culture references Throughout modern, you know, pop culture, that reference Ben Hur, you know, that was a weird sentence. I just that was a weird it was. sentence, but it's okay. I'm re- y'all. I'm tired. He's working on the webs of sites. He's the dark web. He's making a dark web wow. website. Really, really. <laughs> the budget, the budget. Look, the budget for Ben Hur was fifteen point two million back in the sixties. Okay, yeah. what is that by inflation? <laughs> that's like two hundred million dollars or some yeah. crazy thing right now. So that's what I'm saying. Like. This is a biblically referenced movie that has a message to it that has outstanding production quality. I will say I did like the Bible series that came on A and E. I don't know what it was, History Channel or something. Good. It was it was okay. Yeah. I mean it did there's again creative license. Yeah. And I think That was done by the guy that does Survivor, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it did a good job to make it because like I said, the old testament stuff's pretty exciting. Um, and just action-packed at times. Um, but they did take a lot of creative licenses, and I think it's the problem. If you're trying to... Because the whole point of making that is to get people aware of yep. what's going on. But what it makes people do is actually pick up a Bible and be like, is this in the Bible? Yeah. This doesn't seem like it's in the Bible. And they read it like, hey, it is in the Bible. That's weird. Um, so for that, you know, I like the A for effort kind of thing. No, I don't think anybody picked up the Bible after that movie. They're probably like... No. What? Maybe they wanted to pray after they wanted to pray after that same movie. Um, anyway, so that's that's what we wanted. We wanted to kind of rant and rave about those movies because we want them to get better. So if you're yeah. out there, if you're an aspiring filmmaker and you just happen to be listening to this podcast for some odd reason, and you're thinking about making a Christian movie, do better. <laughs> Invest in production quality. Invest in production quality. Get Story. some good cameras. Get a good cinematographer. Work on your script. Get a decent actor. Yeah. You know, you don't have to force an, a message. The message will come through. And I'm sorry, it doesn't have to be Kirk Cameron. Don't ever put Kirk Cameron in a movie again, ever. And it doesn't. It actually doesn't have to be any of those people, you know. But I do. I, I do want to say though, I do applaud those that production company that made like Facing the Giants and Courageous sure. and all these same movies, like for going out there and just trying, like on a five hundred thousand dollar budget or hundred thousand dollar budget and making a movie and getting it pretty 
pretty widespread, you know? I mean, that's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. And so, and they, they got cheered on and they got supported and everything. And I just want them to not get, you know, what is it? Um, stagnant, but yeah. keep moving forward and keep pushing it and, and, and making these movies what they should be, which is an accurate portrayal of what is it like to follow Jesus and what are the stumbling blocks? What are the obstacles and how do we overcome them? And, tell good stories from people's testimonies. Just don't settle for mediocrity. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I want that from any of my movies, right? Come yeah. on. Don't don't do don't be Michael Bay. Yeah. Exactly. Dang, that, yes, that was a dig at Michael Bay. Yeah. He deserves it. He does definitely. He knows he deserves it. Sitting on his piles of cash. Uh Rick, what was the last movie you watched? So, the last movie I watched that I want to talk about was probably Tag. Oh yeah, I want to see that with Jeremy yeah. Renner. You mean Hawkeye? Yes, with the broken arms. He had broken arms. Yeah, he had broken arms during the production part of the production of that movie of Tag. Yeah, how did he, did he break his arms in Tag? So this is this is funny because you said Hawkeye. I always remember that first um, time in Avengers when they the very first Avengers movie they walk into the base where uh, that's that Loki's about to invade, and um, Samuel Jackson's character Nick Fury walks in and asks the Doctor like you know Doctor where, Selvig Doctor Selvig. They're like, you know, where's um, where's so-and-so? I can't remember his where's name. Barton. Where's Barton? Where's Barton? And Dr. Sylvie goes, oh, you mean the hawk? And he looks behind him and, and Jeremy Renner's like hanging off of a, like a, a catwalk in the, in the lab. It's like, come on, guys, seriously? Anyways, it really bothered me. And then he said something like, I see better. <laughs> I, see, I see better. I can see better from up here. With my twelve bow and arrow, my twelve arrows. Twelve arrows. All right. Anyways, I saw tag uh, ensemble cast: Jeremy Renner, um, Ed Helms, John Hamm, uh, Hannibal Burris, and the guy that plays Nick from uh, Good Girl. Or not the Good new Girl, a new girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, he is in that movie. That's yeah, right, he yeah. is. He is. Um, I think his name is actually Nick. <laughs> that's that's when you know they're a good actor. I can't yeah. remember my name. Just name the character. Nick. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a funny movie. It was based off of a true story that the wall street journal published where these, this group of guys have been playing the same game of tag for one month out of every year since they were, uh, middle school age. Right. And so as they grew, as they got older between the month of May, beginning of May, they would have to find each other, whether it was in the airport, anywhere, you know, um, the hospital, anything, um, and play this game of tag from the first of May to the end of May. And, um, they made this movie based off of it. So it was really funny. Um, basically Jeremy Renner plays a character where he's never been tagged the entire time that they've been playing since they were children. And, um, they're trying to get him one last time because the premise of the movie is that Jeremy Renner's character wants to retire, uh, from the game, from the game. Yeah. Uh, cause he's getting married and he wants to, not have this be a part of his life anymore. And so Ed Helms is on this mission to tag him one last time before uh, he retires from the game. And so it's really funny. There's a lot of really good comedy in it. Uh, Isla Fisher's in it. She plays Ed Helms, really aggressive wife. And they're always like, whenever she gets involved, they're like, you can't play because you're too aggressive. You need to calm down. And then she'll like cuss somebody out. It was it was really, really funny. There's a lot of really good funny parts. But yeah, Jeremy Renner actually broke his broke both of his arms. Um in, in, in tag? In tag. What was he doing that he broke his arms? Um and they couldn't pause production on it because of the schedule that he had to get back for for Avengers 4. 
Um, so there's this one scene where they're chasing him through like a gymnasium, like a high school gymnasium. And he, he's climbing up like stacks of plastic chairs that you would find at like a high school. Yeah. And so he kind of, he can't get out of window cause they've laid a trap outside of the building and he decides to kind of like tip the chairs over to kind of like fall, fall with them. And he would just jump off of them. Well, during production, when he did that, he didn't like, they kind of fell out from underneath him. And when he landed, he broke both of his arms. And so there's one part where they go to try and capture him at an AA meeting and he's throwing donuts at, at the, the rest of the guys that are trying to capture him. And he actually had to do that. They had to take his cast off so that he could fling the donuts. And so it, it looks really weird. Like if you watch this movie, the part where he's throwing donuts, his arms are actually broken at this point. And you can tell like he's not fully Extend, extending his yeah. arms. He's really like flicking the donuts with his wrist. But yeah, it was, it was really interesting. And so it was a funny movie. I highly recommend it. It was a little bit of like a lot of profanity in it, but um, for the most part, it was, it was really funny. It was a good story. I mean, it's again not groundbreaking or anything like that, but it was a good comedy. Sounds good, man. I want to yeah. see it. I've been. I mean, it's on. It's on. It's almost on uh, free for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm pirating movies, guys. Okay. <laughs> what it means is somebody has a video account that I use, and they get the movie, or it comes on. Uh, I think that's the same thing. HBO. It's not. Not exactly. Anyways, uh, it's, it's definitely like if we paid to rent it off of iTunes for like five bucks. You felt, you felt justified. I would have, it's more of a Netflix rental. Okay. Yeah. Netflix. Cause, rental. Cause it's a comedy. Yeah. It's a comedy. It's, it's the same reason why, you know, Holly and I have two kids. It takes a lot to get, a, you know, a babysitter coordinated and go to the movies before the end of the night. We've had dinner. We've had popcorn. We're a hundred bucks in at this point. Um, so we 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 pick which movies we actually see in the theater very uh very conservatively. So we don't go see comedies, we don't go see romantic comedies and not always dramas uh in theaters because we can watch them at home on our TV and it's just fine. I got you, man. Yeah. Okay, I um What was the last movie you saw? Deal. I haven't seen a movie. Look. Has they cut his movie pass? I cut movie pass off and I haven't gone to the movies since then. I legit, He's in rehab, and I don't even I don't even watch movies at home anymore. Like, I don't have time, um, so I could either talk about Westworld, which I finished watching, yeah, or um, I could talk about Annihilation. I don't know if I talked about Annihilation. I talked about Annihilation because I saw it in the theater. Oh, okay, and I, okay, um, never mind. I'm gonna Let's talk, talk about, about Westworld. Westworld. Okay, so I said not to watch Westworld because I didn't think it was like, and that was me in the middle of the second season, and it was very hard to understand so if you've never seen westworld what it is is a show on hbo and it's about this theme park i've talked about it before but it's about this theme park where there's androids that are the hosts and they're the ones that like are running and it's an old west theme and you basically go you dress up in old west gear and you are a participant in a lot of these different things that are going on you can go to the, the saloon get a drink you can go on a journey for treasure you can do all these little different little missions so it's like a real life video game with real people in it but also androids 
And right? you can actually die in, in the... No, no, you, you can't. can't. Like, the androids can't kill you. Okay. And you know who all the other people, real people are. For some, I don't know how that... Actually, I don't know how you don't shoot somebody by accident. That's what I'm saying. Maybe the guns don't work. I don't know how that... It's dumb, okay? It doesn't matter why, but for some reason you can't. And so, I guess if someone were to shoot you, a real person would shoot you, you would die. But the, the host can't kill you. It's part of their programming. Well, something happens, of course, and the hosts are able to now kill everybody. And Artificial so intelligence. That's how, exactly. So that's how the second, the first season ends. And a lot of the hosts are starting to mem- remember all of their lives because what happens is after they die, they get wiped from their memory and they start their loop over again. They clean them all up and then put them back into production, uh, back out into the, the world. So a lot of them now remember. And it's interesting. The second season is interesting because it's gone. If you, I mean, whatever. Anyway, it's gone past just the, allure of this world where you can do whatever you want and be a part of it and what does that mean for the androids to now like the androids are self-aware and they're kind of like what does it mean to be alive and what does it mean to be real which is interesting because at the time basically humans are trying to put themselves into hosts to live forever right so they're trying to they're trying to download their consciousness it's really cool they're trying to figure out a way to make it work right because whereas the hosts are trying to free themselves from the human the human body that we've given them right okay so we're trying to be put into an android body our our consciousness whereas androids consciousness they're trying to get it out into the real world are they trying to go into like cyberspace not necessarily. I mean, they're just trying to figure out what's real. Like so, so I mean, it's it's a whole thing of like afterlife for for androids, and it's really interesting when you really think about it. What they're trying to talk about, and there's one character is like, that's not real for me. You guys have put us in a cage, thinking that you know we are um, just tools to use. I'm talking about. We're not. This is a robot uprising. About. There's one really cool part where the um, the system that has been so what what's been going on in the park. If spoiler, it was just spoilers, but not the ending, kind of the spoilers part. So they've been basically all the people that have been going to Westworld over the thirty years, or whatever. They've been recording them secretly, their brainwaves and everything, and they're they're kind of the way they you know do decisions they make and everything. So somebody repeat visits, they got all their data, and they've made replications of them in a separate server. So they have replicated oh, all, like all the real the people, all the real people, yeah, and yeah. how they would really act. And so the system's talking about humans, and he's like, he's like, you know, I thought it was going to be really complex to like decode them and figure them out, but if you look at it, there's just 168 lines of code, and they just do the same thing every time. Wow, it was it was really interesting. Like the 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 androids are free because their programming allowed them to go beyond the constraints and change their directive, yeah. whereas we as humans can't change our directive. Yeah. It was a, it's a really interesting piece on, you know, free will and what it means to be real and, you know, and of course the Android part of it, but it's just, and how we treat things that, you know, we design for ourselves. It's really cool. So I now would recommend Westworld just try to get past some of it because it's very high level thinking stuff. And if you're just like, if you're just sitting there, like, I want to watch Breaking Bad, just a cool show. Do not watch Westworld. It's going to get in your head and you're going to be like, this is too much for me to take in. Uh, but if you really want something that's like super thinking, you know, that's that's my good term for it, super thinking, I would watch Westworld because it was great. It had a really great second season ending. That was awesome. Threw mm-hmm. me for a loop. It's got um, Evan Rachel Wood. Yep. Ed Harris. Yeah. Amazing. Anthony Hopkins. Um, and Tessa Thompson. So, okay. 
Yeah. Is she in both seasons or just the second one? She's in the second season. She's not in both seasons. She's on the first one. She's in the second one. She does a really good job. Oh, and um, what's that guy's name, man? Ooh, he's black. Scientist guy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because he was in Lost. That's that's the only thing. glasses. Yeah, that's the only thing. Jeffrey Wright? Maybe. I think, anyway. Anyway, it's got a lot of good people in it, and I think you will like it. If you don't have HBO, um, call your cable provider and order it. Don't do it. <laughs> um, that's pretty well. I was gonna do like the Passion versus the Son of God because if you don't know, guys, the Son of God was another movie made about Jesus's life that did not have all the like brutal violence. It just wasn't as good. I didn't like it. Rick didn't see it. I didn't see it, so he can't even talk about it. Can't just watch the Passion of Christ. It's a good movie. Hard yeah. to watch. Hard, definitely good hard to, to watch. Good movie. And just forget that you know. Mel Gibson's a terrible person. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got for you today. Uh, nobody's birthday, nobody anything. We just wanted to chat about this. Hey, do you think that we're wrong? And there is a movie out there that's faith-based, and it's amazing, and you love it, and you're like, you guys are wrong. This is a good movie. Let us know. It's going to get stupid at gmail.com. Twitter at it's at IGTGS show. You can drop us a line on Facebook saying you guys are wrong or you guys are right. I want a really good faith-based movie, man, to be proud of. Facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. Or leave us a message on something on Instagram. Instagram. Do you know what it is? Instagram. You just, it, something on Instagram? Get, you just get like just go to Instagram.com <laughs> and just type in, I'm leaving a message for it's going to get stupid. Or you can go to our website. I'm and it's going st- to get stupid. You go to the website, It's going to get stupid. You said three W's that time. W- I'm yeah. proud of you. You agree? Uh, HTTPS. Is that not the thing? www.itsgoingtogetstupid.com. I will say that I received a phone call from a listener. No, Y'all don't have my number, but this person does. <laughs> and they wanted to let me know that the worst movie they watched was Troll 2. And I've heard that several times. So much so that I want to watch Troll 2. I didn't now. even know there was a Troll 1. I didn't know. I don't... I don't I don't think there is, maybe. Uh, maybe there is, and I just don't see it. But I want to see Troll 2 now because its I've heard it's a terrible film. It may replace uh, House of the Dead for me if it's that bad. I doubt it. I, do, I really hate that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I you just hated it for a long time. I hate it so much. I hate it, I hate it for everything it is and everything it could be. <laughs> anyway, talk to you next time. Enjoy, and uh, yeah, keep... Uh, rating and subscribing and don't keep subscribing that's weird but keep rating keep dropping definitely keep rating um or just you know encourage other people to rate the show too and drop us a line sometime share the show let us know what's going on in your life sharing is caring share bear stare is that not it's not share bear it's care bear i don't know what a share bear is (laughs) maybe it's a bear that's like do you believe in love after love (laughs) married to sunny bear is that I think we're done now. (laughs) We're done. Bye.